Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Ricky Bird entered the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the guitarist for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. He joined me this week to discuss the Rock and Roll for Children auction benefiting the Children's Inn at NIH. It was our third time chatting about this annual event, so I cut together a mashup of Bird's best bits. Good morning, Jason. How are you this lovely? Well, I'm in New York. I, I, it's lovely here. I'm sure it's lovely in D.C. as well. I'm just thinking about all the stuff I got to do outside in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've all got really acquainted with our backyards in, uh, this past no, year. No, no doubt, man. Anywhere else. You've joined us, got a couple times. It's you're sort of like an, it's almost like an annual tradition for you to do the Rock and Roll for Children uh, Foundation event. Um, why, why do you keep coming back? I mean, why is it such an important cause for you? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Obviously, the, the main reason is this. It's a great organization. You know, they raise money uh, on behalf of the Children's Inn at, at NIH, um, which is, um, you know, it, it, it provides it, it provides a kind of a home away from home for uh, the children and their families so the families could stay with the kids as they're undergoing treatment. And um, I've been lucky enough to go to the Children's Inn and uh, play for some of the kids. I went with uh, Christine Ullman uh, one year, a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, the point being is, is, uh, you gotta give back in this world, you know, you can't just take. So it's, it's just a great organization. So there's that side of it, um, what they do. And it's also, uh, an excuse for me to get together with my rock and roll friends and, you know, put together this, this band for the night and, um, uh, just have a good time and, and see everybody smiling and, um, we could certainly use a lot of smiles these days, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know last year's concert, I think it was slated for March 2020. Huh? I know, man. We had a whole cool band. We had special guests, um, and we were ready to rock, you know. So it was uh, certainly disappointing, understandable, but disappointing. But I, I know they can't do it this year either. I think we're still sort of on that edge of what's appropriate and what's not at this point. But right, we yeah. will be doing it, guaranteed we'll be doing it again uh, next year. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I know that, you know, even though it got canceled last year, um, it was, I, I read that you, you were still able to raise like 50 grand for the children's in, and I believe only one or two ticket holders asked for refunds. So everybody else just donated, you know, oh, that's they, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, they, I, I didn't hear that part. That's great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, listen, it's a great night and it's for an amazing cause. And, and once you go to the children's in and, you know, you, you hang with the kids a little bit, you just, realize that this is something that needs to be done needs to be done for sure for sure um well so this year obviously like you said there's not an actual um concert hopefully we get back to that next year but 
Um, I know this week and I think maybe next week, some, this month at least, um, there's, there's the online auction of a bunch of different items. Have you had a chance to hop on there and see what all they're, they're bidding on this year? I haven't had a chance yet. I just got, uh, the word from, uh, John Belinke that, that it's up and running. Um, people just need to go to rockandrollforchildren.org and, um, I think they're on Facebook as well. So there's, from what I heard, there's like a bunch of great trips, there's autographed items and a bunch of cool, Swag, as we say in the <laughs> in the rock and roll business, uh, signed signed stuff, and um, yeah, everybody's always donating signed guitars, and you know, I know when we do the events at the when you walk into the lobby, there's always like this this amazing setup display with all the signed guitars from you know all my rock and roll friends out there, and and all and sports people sign footballs and basketballs and this and that, and it's it's just really it's really neat, you know. I've been doing this with these guys uh, and, and ladies for um, at least ten years. Like not every single year, but on and off. Um, and it's always a it's always a great uh, event. You know, they they just do a really well, a really great job. Um, and uh, the players are all top notch, and the special guests are all really cool. It's just a great night of rock and roll. And you know, you come out of there floating on a cloud because you you know you, you you've done some good in this world. And that's the whole point while we're here. Absolutely. Well, I'm on there. I'm on the site right now, and it looks like you can get, gosh, a poster signed by Springsteen, a Stevie Van Sant guitar signed guitar, Steve Perry signed guitar, uh, Angus Young signed guitar. There's all wow. kinds of stuff um, on here. So, Excellent. a couple. Is there some cool? Do you see some cool sports stuff on there? Uh, let me see. Yeah, there was a baseball sign from your Yankees losing last night. Eh, just kidding. Just kidding. hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Hey man, I'm an O's fan down here. You guys have got the best of us for a year. I'm still mad at you for Jeffrey Mayer, man. Oh God! Remember him, Robin? Wait a second. My cousin Kevin is in. I still have somewhere the picture. He had a broken arm that day, and he was there. I was there. My cousin Kevin, my nephew Jonathan, and myself. We were at the game, and I think I had to leave a little bit early. And I, I said, "You guys hang out." And they ran out to. Was it in left field? No, it was in right field. I think it was right field, I think. Yeah, it was like right center kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and um, um, who, who, was, who was playing then? Who was going back? I can't remember now. Uh, Tony Tarasco. The O's were in the field. Um, oh, the O's were in the field, right. Yeah, just, That's right. Just, just oh, so Jeter. It was Jeter hit the ball. Jeter hit it. It, was, it might have been his rookie year. Didn't he start yeah. 96? Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, by the way, so our listeners, inside baseball, literally baseball, Um, this is the 1996 ALCS we're talking yes, about. Yes. For you Yankee fans, it's a blip in, in, you know, on your road to winning a million. For us O's fans, it was like the last time we were ever even that far. That's why it stinks. So, but wait, just, but wait a minute. My, so, my cousin, my cousin Kevin, he has a broken arm, and I got to find the picture someplace. And my cousin Jonathan, they were out there, and the, and Jeter hit the ball, and you could see my cousin in the footage sort of barreling through everybody with like his broke it with his cast <laughs> ball. I mean, he didn't wind up getting the ball, but he's he's definitely in there, you know, being a, a Bronx guy. We all grew up in the Bronx. Wow. So you, he's actually in there. He's So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we look back on YouTube. He's the one with the broken arm. He's the one, my cousin Kevin. Wow. But I just remember Mayer reaches over the fence. What is he, 12 years old or whatever, robs the home run. And, uh, yeah, I think Mike Messina was pitching a gem for us that day. And then eventually yes. he went over, you know, for he went and played with you guys. I just think uh, Jeffrey is probably, uh, you know, that was in 96, so he's probably like, 
you know, married with kids and he works on Wall Street or something. Oh, he's a grown man now. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> wow. Well, who knew? That was a fun little detour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could always get me to talk about baseball. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there are some, uh, to answer your question in a long roundabout Jeffrey Mayer way, uh, there are some sports things, uh, that you can bid on. There's like a, a Yankee luxury suite, uh, tickets. There, there's a bunch of, there's an Alex Ovechkin commemorative Stanley Cup thing. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, it's okay. great. They always collect um, uh, really cool stuff from people, generous artists around the world, and um, people should go on there and um, and sort of look for something that they they're interested in because the money just goes to a wonderful cause. Yeah. Now, speaking of memorabilia, a lot of your memorabilia is enshrined forever when you got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, along with Joan Jett cool. and the Blackhearts. How cool is that to know that you're you're inducted? Oh, it's not much. No, it's uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, big I mean, you know, look, uh, I was this little kid, you know, listening to the Stones on my giant headphones as a 14, 13, 14 year old, you know, and then, like my stuff's now in the rock hall. It's like kind of surreal. And that whole night was surreal getting to play with McCartney and Joe Walsh and, all, and Ringo, of course, and everybody else that was on stage like Stevie Wonder. Um, but it's 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 great that my actually my first guitar, my first acoustic that my mom uh, brought me home. Back in what what year was it? I was nine years old, so sixty five. Um, that's in there, right? Uh, and and when I do an event, I do recovery events uh, there because I'm like this recovery guy. Um, and uh, they always bring me down to well, they always every time I go there and I put together these like recovery things, they they bring my guitar out and put it in a display. I've, and it's been in. Uh, one time I was there and my guitar was in, in a display with uh, my Les Paul, my Isle of Rock and Roll guitar, was in a display with Chuck Berry's shirt, which was pretty, like, I was, I think I got a little weepy, actually, when I saw that. And um, uh, my they show me my, my acoustic, I think, is down in the vault, which is unbelievable. They take me to visit the vault and it's like, you know, Jimi Hendrix's guitar strap. Like, I mean, just the most incredible stuff. Um, but right now I think the, uh, John Jett and the Blackhearts, there is a, an actual, um, display up, you know, they, they, they rotate everything. I don't know how, how often, sure. but so we have something up there now, but it, it's pretty trippy, man. You go there and you see your stuff up there with like, you know, it's like there's Sam Cooke's tuxedo and there's Keith Richards guitar and there's our stuff. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. wait, this can't be right. It's pretty bizarre, bro. It's awesome that now we can call you Hall of Famer, Ricky Byrne. That's so exciting. That funny? Yeah. It's cool. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. I'd like to talk longer, but I got to go shine up my statue. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, I, I see how it is. Happy shining. Go get your shine box. Go get your shine box. <laughs> you get the reference? Good fellas, baby. What? What? I'm, what? I'm funny? I'm a clown? I amuse you? I amuse you? I had him, Henry. I almost had him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kid that grew up in the Bronx. I literally saw the Stones in, in, on TV when I was nine on the Ed Sullivan Show. And that was the moment I knew that I wanted to be a musician. Um, frankly, they looked like I felt. Uh, the girls were screaming, and Ed Sullivan looked horrified. So that kind of sealed the deal for me. <laughs> That's the trifecta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's been a long time, you know, but and never in a million years you would just think you'd wind up in like uh I mean, it basically, it's it's like uh, it's it's like it's like uh, the baseball hall of fame, you know. Absolutely, it's like Cooperstown, man. Joan Jett, you know, she grew up in in Rockville, Maryland, right here. Went to Wheaton High School. Right. And, and believe me, I remember those conversations on the tour bus with her, with the Orioles, and me with the Yankees. 
<laughs> Basically, you had the same debate that we had now. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? She came down here. It's all coming back to me now. She came and sang the national anthem for Cal Ripken's big uh, when oh, he wow. broke the streak of Gehrig. So That's interesting. I remember she loved uh, Jim Palmer. That was her guy. Well, really quick, before I change the subject on Joan, what what made her special as a front woman? Because almost like we all knew it was special at the time. Like you're saying, your rock, your I love rock and roll guitars in there. Everyone, that's like a rock anthem now. But like, I feel like with each passing year too, like her place and your guys as her band, that pioneering place as a badass rocker, female rocker, like that is going to just look even bigger and bigger as time moves on too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I played with Jet from uh, 81 to like 91, and then I came back and did a VH1 special. I think that was in 98. I could be wrong because my time frame is ridiculous. But um, she was, I mean, mainly for me being somebody that stood next to her, she always left everything on the stage, right? Like we were a badass rock and roll band. No matter who we played with, where we played around the world, we just came out there and we just like, we we came out there going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um, so... And she was the, you know, she was the, the engine. Yeah. And, um, she just gave it all. Um, and, uh, you know, she was a great, uh, influence for, um, guitar players, especially female guitar players that were like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this, but she did it, you know, and, uh, many followed, uh, after her. Yeah. She's so just, she's just like a rock and roll icon, you know, you know, when they use that term rock and roll icon, John's one of them. Oh yeah, just a force of nature. All all y'all together, force of nature on stage. Tell me the day you first met her. Um, I, I was told that she was looking for a guitar player, and um, I was, I mean, you know, once again, it's too long of a story, but uh, <laughs> I was in a band uh that started in Boston, moved to New York, called Susan, and we did a record on RCA, and we actually that was my first tour. We did a, a national tour. I came back. I was kind of, uh, kind of hanging with a few different people. I was hanging with John Waite. He just left the band called The Babies. Mm-hmm. Somebody hooked us up. They thought we'd be good together. And I was actually hanging with one of my idols, Steve Marriott, from Humble Pie and the Small Faces. And um, we were, you know, working together a little bit and talking about things. And then I got a call that um, Joan was looking for a guitar player. And um, I actually went down and uh, auditioned. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what you call it. We played together and we all, we hit it off and we went back in. Part of the rock, I love rock and roll record was already recorded. Uh, but the, the sound of this band sounded good, so good that we actually redid most of this 99% of the stuff. There were a few really cool things left on there by Eric Amble, who was the guitar player before me. Uh, and he's a great producer and a really great guitar player. And, uh, but pretty much we did the whole I love rock and roll record over again at Kingdom Sound out Long Island. And then we hit the road and, and I Love Rock and Roll came out. You know, so much of this stuff is, is happenstance and timing and, right. you know, um, rock radio was really nothing. I mean, there were a couple of cool things. If I remember correctly, Freeze Frame was on there. McCartney was on there. Um, Michael Jackson was on there. It was just, but real rock and roll was at a standstill. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love rock and roll just fit, you know, it just sounded like nothing else on the radio. So it, it just clicked. And as we toured the country, uh, you know, in our Winnebago <laughs> playing clubs, um, I love rock and roll started to go up the charts and, you know, we, we were in the eye of the hurricane, so we didn't really see it. But what we saw was all of a sudden we had a tour bus and the crowd got bigger. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're going to be opening for ZZ top or something like that. Right. And um, and that's how we knew. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're starting to get these um, uh, 
record company reports and, um, you know, there's these magazines in the industry. And then it was number one, man, seven weeks. Did you guys know you had a hit with that record, I Love Rock and Roll? I mean, when you when you were... Um, I mean, I obviously, obviously, you never know. It's like it's not a science. But did you did it feel like, man, this is a good record? Well, look, it's all um, like I said, it's a combination of things. I mean, the song was written by uh, my friend Alan Merrill, and um, he did it in his band, The Arrows. And you know, they didn't have a mega hit with it. I mean, it, it, it took Joan Joan's vibe and voice and the sound of the band to turn it into what it was, and it and it took um, the 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 uh the state of the music industry at the time and what was on the radio i mean it's it's all there's so many variables man <laughs> you know who the hell knows true. yeah it's true. did it sound like a hit i mean it sounded like an anthem but you never know right i mean there's a lot of great songs out there that don't become number ones that's true it's just got such a it's so simple and it's such a basic premise and the, and the and the chorus is so singable that um it just took fire, you know, just caught fire. Um, I love Joan. Uh, I could tell you in, in, in the time that I was in the band, we never had one argument. I mean, we got along great. We were great together on stage. You know, everyone remembers you as the Black Hearts after you got inducted in, but, um, you know, you've also played with, God, McCartney, Ringo, you know, Joe Walsh, Brian Wilson, Smokey Robinson, Jimmy Page. I mean, it goes on and on. Elvis Costello, Springsteen, uh, I mean, Mavis Staples, everybody. Well, the thing um, is, the thing is that, um, the, the main people that I actually recorded or played with, you know, Joan, obviously. Then I, after I left the Blackhearts, I, I did a, an album with Roger Daltrey and did a, like a tour with him, like a radio tour and some TV stuff. Then I went out with Ian Hunter. Uh, from Mount the Hoople, and we did a, a tour of uh, Scandinavia and, and England. You know, I did a couple of weeks with John Waite at one point because we were old friends, and, and I played with Southside Johnny for um, about a year back around 2005. But all of these other uh, people that are on my, uh, I guess, my biography, my Wikipedia page, <laughs> are, are uh, it, it has to do with, like, these events, you know, that I get, that I'm lucky enough to be a part of. Like, I always get called to do these cool um, charity events and there's always like an all-star band and then special guests and and some of the people you mentioned you know were special guests like uh mavis and and sam moore from sam and dave and Smokey robinson so i do three songs with this one and three songs you know i mean i did i, I think I did, did i do tracks of my tears with Smokey? i can't remember which songs we did wow. uh and and a, three songs with brian wilson and and i mean like you said the list goes on and on uh, and, and that's, that's mainly because I'm, um, you know, in that spot where I get called to do these really great events. And, um, I love doing that. I'll tell you what, I love being in a band, you know, obviously playing with Jet and all the other people I played was great, but you kind of learn the set and then that's your set, right? You may change a song in the middle of a tour here or, or something like that, switch it out or another tour. But when you're doing these events, you get like, like, you know, two months before you get a list of who's the special guests are. And here's like 12 songs to learn. And it's like all over the place. You know, it's like, you know, it, it could be a rock and roll song. It could be a soul song. It could be, you know, uh, we played with the Sheila E once we backed, you know, so we, I think we did a couple of Prince tunes. So it's all over the place musically. So it really keeps you on your toes as a musician. Um, I, I think of myself as a pretty well-rounded guitar player. Um, and, uh, you just, you have to learn all these different styles and, and, you know, you play to whoever's the, the singer, whoever the special guest is. Um, you know, it's not about you, it's about them. So it's just the, the band is there to make them sound good. 
So it's pretty cool. I find it really, um, what's the word I want to use? As a guitar, a musician, as a guitar player, it's really educational. How's that? That's really, that's the perfect word for it, man. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention just like all these dream pairings of people. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, like I'm standing behind Smokey Robinson playing guitar. And actually, funny enough, back to the Yankees, Bernie Williams was also in the band that night. Wait, what? What was he? I didn't even know he played. Oh, are you kidding? He's a great guitar player. Really? Oh, yeah. And you're a great guitar player. (laughs) Well, actually, I have some injuries. I have a broken – I got a screw in my hand, and I had my shoulder uh, surgery from playing ball – you know, 20 years ago, I I was always like, whenever I was off the road, I was always like playing in these like leagues, you know, in New York, just, just for fun. And, and a couple of injuries, but, um, my glove is now in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) That, that is not in the rock hall. (laughs) No, no, but Bernie, yeah, Bernie, I've talked to Bernie about this. He, he's, you know, he, I think he'd rather play guitar than play baseball anyway. You know, he loved his spot as a Yankee. He loved, he just, you know, obviously we love Bernie. Um, but he loves playing guitar and he, he went back to school and, and, you know, he, he gets, he does solo shows, but he also plays with all, all his pieces. Similar to me, you know, like he gets called to do these cool events. That's He's a great. Really nice guy. I had no idea. You're dropping yeah. some baseball memories and knowledge on me today. I love it. And, and uh, Paul O'Neill plays the drums. Are you kidding me? They need to do like a Yankee band or is this already a thing? Well, everybody's like old at this point, but <laughs> yeah. uh, David Wells played guitar. He was like a heavy metal guy. I find that you'll, you know, one of the perks of being in a rock and roll band is baseball players, not all of them, but love music and musicians. A lot of musicians just adore uh, sports, right? So one of the big perks of being in a, in a, a, you know, famous rock and roll band is I got to like hang out with Don Mattingly and, mm. you know, go to Yankee really cool things and, and just hang out with those guys. And, and, and Paul, I've had conversations with Paul O'Neill, you know, I'm talking about back in the nineties when, when they were all the team sure. about drums and stuff like that. And um, I think Paul used to have his drum set uh, it, 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 downstairs and he would sort of play to loosen up before the game. <laughs> I had no idea about any of this, man. Either that or I'm making this all up. I love it. Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, um, yeah, yeah. David Wells. And then, you know, if they put on a show, if, if you have an encore, then you got to bring out Mariano Rivera to close it out. <laughs> to close it out, yeah. I don't know if he plays anything, but. Yeah, yeah man. Well, I he had no could, idea. He could, throw, he could throw high heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. The best the best at it ever, probably. Um, All right, well, that that's so cool. Well, before we run, I wanted to at least give you a plug, too. Didn't you just drop a new album in, like, April or something? Yes, April night. So I do these kind of these loud rock and roll, loud and proud rock and roll records. But I'm a guy that's I've been in recovery for almost 34 years, coming up in uh, in the fall, 34 years, and I do these. Um, it's it's a, a completely long story. That's a separate interview. But I started writing these um, recovery based songs, and I go. One of the things I do when we're not in a pandemic is I go around the treatment facilities and high schools, and you know juvenile detention centers, anywhere I'm called to go. And I, I do these recovery music groups. Um, and from that, the songs that I play in those groups, I kept getting asked by the people in treatment, like, how can we get this music to take home, which led to me doing these records. So I did uh, Clean Getaway was the first one that was in 2017. And I released Sobering Times, um, April 9th, you know, worldwide, you could get it on uh, Amazon, Apple Music, this, you know, all the online portals, you can get it in 
your local record store, which whatever is left these days, um, and sign copies of it. You can get uh, at rickybird.com. Very simple, R-I-C-K-Y-B-Y-R-D.com. Sign copies, and, we're, you know, I'm giving away a free uh, clean getaway T-shirt now for the summer because I have some cool tank tops. And it's, it's uh, you know, we get we got played quite a bit um, so far uh, across the country radio-wise. And, um, you know, I, I get a lot of messages from people in recovery that picked up the record. I give them away at, at, when I go to the treatment facilities, but um, I sell them so I could keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I get messages from them that the music and the lyrics – have sort of helped them in their recovery, which is amazing as a, a, a songwriter and somebody who's in the, in the world of recovery. And, um, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. So it came out April 9th and it's a pretty loud rock and roll record. Um, so you don't need to be in recovery to, uh, enjoy it. It's just a bunch of cool songs, but if you're in recovery or you're struggling, uh, with any kind of addiction, you're going to definitely hear something, uh, of yourself in the lyrics. So, there you go. Awesome. Man, you're, you're just, you're just like, how many good causes can I, can I do? This, you're like a renaissance man. You're putting out albums to help with addiction. You're, you're helping with this auction for the, uh, the children's in. There's nothing you don't do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I'm just like everybody else. I mean, most musicians, most artists, uh, are always giving back and always, you know, uh, are doing all these kind of charity events around the country. Some of them you hear about, some of them you don't. Um, and we're, we're pretty giving lot for the most part, you know, artists of all kinds yeah. and sports figures, you know, people that with the stuff that those guys do when they were, they were off season or they visit hospitals uh, during the season, you know, we, 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 we try to, we try to give back. And, um, I just, I just love doing these events. And like I said, you know, I love doing the events because of obviously a, because of the cause and the children's Inn is, is just a wonderful place. And I could say that because I've been there. Um, and it lets the families stay with the kids while they're getting their treatment. And also the, 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 the events are amazing. And, and like I said, it gives me a chance to hang with people I don't get to see much anymore and just play some rock and roll. And, and I'm always up for that. Well, it's keep up the great work. It's, it's awesome. Um, again, everyone, it's the rock and roll for children foundation. Um, there is not a concert this year, uh, but yeah. you can still do the, the online auction right now. Head over to rockandrollforchildren.org and then, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, see you back out at a live in-person concert, uh, again in, in 2022, man. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, I, I, I could, unless things go in a different direction, hopefully they don't. I, I can guarantee we're going to be doing this in 2022. People should just go to rockandrollforchildren.org and, and see what's up there for auction and, um, you know, get something cool for yourself and help out uh, the organization at the same time. All right, cool. Well, we'll let you get back to your busy schedule. Um, and My busy uh, schedule. I was just drinking coffee watching the morning show. <laughs> we'll let you get back to you know your really uh, complicated coffee sips. You know, you realize it's only ten twenty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've uh, I've pounded a few coffees and busted out a couple of articles. So yeah, we're we're all we're all on our own schedules. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, uh, and good luck to your Yankees. Except not. Uh, we're having a hard time. It's a it's a it's a, it's an uphill climb right this minute. But you know you know how baseball is. Every every game's another game, right? So stuff changes in a heartbeat and you know, it turns on a dime as the saying goes yeah like a jeffrey mayer catch yeah yeah no well, we're, hey, we're... go look there for my cousin kevin oh yeah definitely and then you go look for my cousin jake on the mariners hitting hitting bombs okay did, did, is he is he on the roster right now yeah jake fraley just hit a grand slam like two nights ago 
Excellent, man. That is so cool. <laughs> we get to plug our cousins. You know what I, you got to do? You got to get him to sign a baseball and send it to the organization. Oh, you're right. Oh my God, I'm gonna reach out. He's a. I mean, he's a real. I mean, he's like. A, he would totally do it. I know he would totally do it. Well, there you go. That's your next phone call, brother. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. I'll see you, man. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.